2020 Network is brought to you by Interac. Speed is key for Canadian shoppers. Is your business keeping up? It can with Interact Flash. It's the platform that millions of Canadians use to check out quickly and securely. Learn more at interact.ca. Hi, everybody. It's Friday, January 25th. We're recording in Toronto today at the Lakeview Diner. Is it diner or restaurant? I think it's called the Lakeview Restaurant, but But it's it's a diner. diner. But it's a diner. I've got my co-producer Aaron Reynolds here, Elamine Abdulmood of BuzzFeed, and Vicky Mochama, who heads up Vocal Fry Studios. Hello to you both. Hi. Hello. This is a great little place, and we've got some food, and we've got some coffee, and you've got your very own, what did you order, a very special Diet Coke? Very special. Very special the Diet highest Coke. Highest ordered Diet Coke. Um, it's very snowy here. It's kind of lovely. It's, like uh, it's horrifying, but... <laughs> <laughs> for Ottawa, but we're like, coping. Like, this is, this is mild weather. Compared to Ottawa. That's true. Um, That's because Ottawa is a nightmare. Don't put that in the... (laughs) I saw, yeah. I saw some funny... We had a Shannon Proudfoot on last week, and she was talking about this hilarious tweet about adults wearing snow pants. Her her tweet about adults wearing snow pants. She has some feelings about adults wearing snow pants. Yeah. But it's great. I think it's awesome. I think she was also stating it as, like, a defense of Ottawa. Yeah, she was. Largely a defense of Ottawa, but that adults wear snow pants here, so all right, everybody. (laughs) I was like... I don't know. Sounds like a critique of Ottawa, but <laughs> girl, yeah. yeah. So okay, let's get into it. Um, Canada's ambassador to China, John McCallum, made a, a bit of a he ruffled some feathers. Let's just say this this week, um, and and it's come out. He's ruffled some more feathers very recently, as of like yesterday, um, during a closed door meeting uh, open to only Chinese language media. Callum said Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou, the woman arrested in Vancouver um, by the request of the United States, has a strong case against her extradition extradition south of the border. So. Now again, this was sort of these were messages, sort of almost like broken telephone a little bit. Um, but the non-Chinese Canadian news, because of the non, the fact that the non-Chinese Canadian outlets were um, uh, not invited. But what did come out was that there was three main aspects to her case which she can use to her advantage: the fact that Trump had um, made comments about it and sort of politicized it, um, the extraterritorial aspect, which I don't totally understand and um and then i think it's that it's actually a a debate between the u.s and china and the fact that canada is the proxy is what makes it extraterritorial right is that the one that also includes the part that we're like it's about sanctions in Iran and Canada doesn't. And Canada have doesn't have that. So it's a, gotcha. it's a. There's, there's. We are a layer between two people, but there's actual right. other countries involved. There's other countries. Okay. Um, so, I, I at first was like, I, you know, I didn't think there was too many like concerning, but alarming things about or shocking things about what he said. But I think it's the weirdness of it and like the, mm-hmm. the fact that he actually did that and the way he did it is what is startling people. Um, uh, you know, I, I was trying to figure out if this was something that, and I can't imagine it wouldn't have been strategized by the Liberal government that this wouldn't they right. wouldn't have you know known or that he was going to say that prompted him to do that like you know I think there's a reasonable argument to be made that the Liberals weren't particularly unsurprised by McCallum saying this because it's not uncommon, and we've seen it before with the Liberals, to send somebody out to test a message that may or may not be popular, hmm. and they want to get a sense of the political feel for it. So, for example, right. think of Marion Monsef's messaging on why the Liberals wouldn't proceed with electoral reform. 
she came out with this yeah. really pretty sassy broadside, and they tried to see if it would work, and it didn't really work. Yeah. You know, conservatives in the House weren't having it, and the NDP weren't having it, and other liberals felt uncomfortable with that kind of messaging, so then right. they clawed it back. Right. But in exchange, I wouldn't say in exchange, but as part of her willingness to engage with the liberals' yeah. messaging, you still see her in the cabinet. Yeah. And so people are calling for McCallum's ambassadorship to be revoked, but if it is true that he was doing this as part of a messaging strategy on the part of the liberals, to the liberals it only proves that he's kind of a willing foot soldier. Right. The I, tempest in the teapot to me seems a little bit strange just because the points that he made were made in public by lots of pundits. Like, well, that's the thing. Like, none of them were new, right? But, so the idea, I guess, that it's coming officially from the Canadian government, telling them tell Because them he is points. the representative. Right, yeah. he's representing the government. Um, yeah, that does, I think, put, you know, it's, it's a little bit embarrassing. Right. Um, and, and then the liberals got caught up in that. But I can't imagine a world where the Chinese haven't already heard those well, arguments. Exactly. They would have been making them in court anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's also, you know... McCallum is within the government. He's also existing as a diplomat. And so there's an array of things that diplomats are going to try and do in order to make sure that the Canadians that we're concerned about who are being held by the Chinese are safe. And this sounds like one of them to me. I I don't think it's a smart strategy. I think it concedes mm-hmm. a lot to the Chinese at a time when we too. can't concede yeah. too much to them. But I do think it's part of the, the nature of attempting to make sure that those those Canadians are safe. All of them who've been detained yes. and the ones who are specifically being uh, held in interrogations. I think it's a signal to the Chinese that um, like, like, hey, listen, we're not going to appease to the Americans just because Trump's making orders about, about this. Like, we're going to... She has a, a case. And I think it was kind of that Right. We're, 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 don't worry, almost. Right. A signal of that. I mean, the problem with that is that, like, we've been constantly making this argument that, like, yeah. the government doesn't get involved in, in our courts. Right. Which, which it doesn't. That continues to be the case. But so I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that that's necessarily so true. The really, government does get involved. Ultimately, all of these processes do have a political end yes. to them. Like, the, the fact that we approved and proceeded with an extradition order, yes, it's part of our treaty, but it does require the politicians to say, yes, we will continue with the treaty. There's, a, there's inherently a political like, process. Yeah. You know, like, the PM doesn't pick up the phone and be like, judge or yeah. so-and-so. But Correct. The just, let him go. No, but the end decision comes down to the justice minister. John Gettys wrote, wrote about this in McLean's yesterday, about how, like, it's actually not as depoliticized as we think. Like the justice minister will have to make the end call, and it's not really a rubber stamp. It's really like a they're going to have to weigh it. Um, I think and there were some elements of how they weigh it too. But yeah, it's not as rule of law as I think the liberals have have put out. Um, but but by him saying yeah, this is this is primarily a judicial process, and I mean that's covering their base. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was kind of a, of a flop, maybe. It was a little bit of a flop. Yeah, it's quite embarrassing. <laughs> and, then he, and then to come out and say, we, I had a misstep. I mean, that's... Maybe just go with it. Maybe if you've done that... Write it out at that Just, point. like, write it out. <laughs> I mean, I think the only answer is a bit of a step back, because they're, they're, the level of criticism is fairly intense against the government on what they should do in China. And you're seeing Andrew mm-hmm. Scheer say, I would oh, do the like, exact opposite. Yeah. But the Canadian government is pulling from a grab bag of tricks, so I don't know what the exact opposite is. That's not to say that there isn't one. It's just yeah. it's hard for me to believe that Andrew Scheer's criticism is uh, based on an actual strategy that he would put into effect, right. correct? So I think 
at the moment they're trying everything and anything because yeah. there are lives at stake down the line. Which and so crazy. I think that's what's a little bit of what's getting lost is that they're going to do anything and everything because those lives are at stake. Where I buy Shear's argument is that, like, generally speaking, the Trudeau government looks not weak, but like flip flopping. Um, and when you look flip flopping, yeah, it looks like that's you don't, true. you know, you're not embodying any kind of ideology yeah. of what you are about as a nation. And so, you know, you get to sort of sell the opposite of that, which is at least I'll have some kind of defined vision. And I think they look flip-floppy because they've remained silent until this random, um, you know, out- musing by, by John McCallum. Like, I think if they had come out a little bit uh, They've been holding before. that line for so long exactly. about the rule of law for, like, weeks and yeah. weeks. And then, and then this and happens. And then this happens, and then yeah. they look kind of scattered. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, I think it's it's just a miscommunication of sorts. Um, I think she sheer on power and politics. I mean, I, again, it just feels. I don't even know if people are listening to that kind of like. Well, he should be fired. I, if I was in there, I'd fire him because it's like, no, no, that's not really like the point of the story. Like we're trying to figure out how to get Canadians out, out yeah. of China who are detained and literally at risk of losing their lives. So. I don't. It, it feels so typical on his end, but I know that he he, he it's kind of like a. I mean, it's smart for Andrew Sheard, no matter what the government says, to say I would do the opposite of that because in the lead up to an election, yeah. he's going to get airtime no matter what for yeah. it. So it's always smart during an election phase to say whatever the government's doing, I would do the opposite yeah. of it, or <laughs> they like, are failing <laughs> because I would do the opposite. And when right. you're saying like, okay, Mr. Sheard, there's quite a number of. Uh, Tactics being put yeah, what put forward by the government, the opposite, <laughs> not quite clear to me. Or he's yeah. saying I would fire the ambassador, and it's like, okay, well, who else would you put in place? You know, like if you're going to go down this path, I think the most meaningful thing for Canadians is for any leader to say, here's exactly how I would do it. Here are the people yeah, I would I put so in too. place, um, because anybody who wants the prime minister's job yeah. is, can just say I would do the opposite and get the yeah. airtime for it. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, meanwhile, it looks like Ottawa is going to choose Huawei's competitor uh, Nokia to help build out the country's 5G network. Um, given the there's ongoing security issues with we Huawei, we to be worried about Huawei. Yeah. yeah so we're going to. Um, when is that? Does anyone know when that 5G network is is going to be built up? Like uh, it, within was it spring, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because there was a conference I think this week about it. So yeah. anyway, um, okay, let's move on. So. Uh, also this week, Health Minister uh, Jeanette Petipa, Petipa, I love that name, Taylor, unveil, uh, unveiled uh, Canada's new food guide. So no more colorful stripes that look like a rainbow. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> the It's a graphic um, now that looks like a picture of a plate. And yes. woo, half of it with fruits and veggies, another quarter of it meat and dairy, and another quarter of it uh, whole grains. So we've lost terms like milk and alternatives. I mean, that rainbow thing reminds me so much of my youth. I mean, I think it was like a full week. I had we had to like jam in our brains what what each stripe meant and the foods that go into it. Um, but the plate do, the plate does look a little bit uh, cleaner, I would say. And I'm not sure. There's a, there's kind simpler of simpler to understand. Simpler to understand. Um, they are going with a more plant based pushing for a more plant-based diet, which a lot of people have criticized. Um, I know when I was doing some reporting on this um, last spring, and um, Dr. Andrew Samus, who we've had on the network, he's a critical care specialist in in Kingston, um, and he's done a lot of research on this, was saying, like, we're in... With nutrition, you cannot 
you know, build something that's like a one size fits all. Like everyone's going to have different needs, needs, health needs, and is going to react differently. And um, so, so building out or pushing a type of diet on Canadians is probably not the best choice. But Vicky and I were talking about before we started recording, like what is the food guide really for? And it's not for the everyday Canadian. I think it is in some ways for the everyday Canadian. Like I think it has always been a strategy to help kids and then you know have kids teach upwards to teach their parents and family members about food and health and all of that Um, but I think it also works as an actual food purchasing guide for a lot of institutions which is to say like if you're head of purchasing foods at prisons how do you know what standards to which you should be purchasing food at right Mm -hmm. and so the Canada Health Food Guide amongst a number of other tools is used to make sure that you're feeding the people that you have in these institutions Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and so it has that particular purpose I think it's not just consumer individual oriented no I know like I mean Obviously, the people most affected are the lobby groups that are like the dairy right. groups that are upset because now you know they're they they don't get their own they don't get their own their own <laughs> right? slice of the yeah, rainbow yeah they don't get their own slice of the rainbow so it it matters but I think there is something to the the fact that like um, there's there's le- emphasis on like a less fat diet um, so like with with milks and cheese but we know in some cases that high high fat butters and yogurts and and milk work for a lot of people actually that's a that's a specific diet um diet plan so why are we now and because it's the labeling component of this too why would we slap on a red label to like a health canada label to like a high fat cheese or something and be like this is dangerous or whatever but we're not going quite that far though oh i think it's it's not going to say like this is dangerous but there's going to be a like a red label on on high fat foods which could just it's not. I just. I, I think it's I mean, a little bit. Thank goodness. Now I will know which foods to buy. <laughs> They're gonna yeah, label yeah. all the foods that are bad for me. Excellent. Well, now I have a strategy in place at the, the grocery thing. store. Like a bag of Doritos doesn't have a lot of high fat. Right. So no. that's not gonna have a big red label. But oh, like that's your, a high, your high <laughs> your high fat Greek yogurt will. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay well, so the Canada Food Guide is, I think, a very interesting document because I don't think about I've never thought about it really ever since elementary school where they make you cram it for a week and I loved it then because I was like this is a really easy quiz to pass yeah um but like (laughs) I don't know it doesn't really come up for me in my daily life like I think the plate is the most interesting part of this I think it is. because you I'm think like the move makes it more relevant. I think no. I think it, for me, it would make it more relevant if they made it like a takeout container. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I need to know because yeah. I'm like, am I am I going to buy a plate of like fruits and vegetables? Unlikely. You can't even order fruit online. <laughs> I mean, look, it's trying to solve a problem, and the problem is that I I don't have I have less food literacy now than I did yeah. 15 years ago. Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that um, and, I, and I don't know how that happened. And I think the Canada Food Guide is yeah. at least an attempt to rectify that. Being like, if you're thinking about your food, broadly speaking, yeah. you should be hitting some of these points. Um, yeah. Having said that, I feel like having a guide, which is to say having a document that is like, this is a guideline for what you should do, yeah. um, is a bit of an outdated model. Like, I can I know. research just fine. Well, you know? like, the, I, it's, the internet has like, really changed the my internet. relationship with food. Yeah, um, and think more of like, than the Canada food. Think guide. of like those like good food um, apps too, right. or whatever that you. I mean, I use those at home like um, sometimes, and they dictate what you're going to eat for you. Like it's, right. I mean, so maybe they'll follow them. Um, it also suggests like cook more often, eat meals with others. Thanks. Take Canada time to eat. Um, <laughs> notice when you are hungry and when you are full. 
That's good. These you guys are, eat that's, alone? That's good advice. Yeah. yeah. We all eat alone. Eating alone has gone up <laughs> way, like way. Yeah, I eat alone all the time. Way much is what I was going to say. Yeah, um, yeah. Eating alone has gone up a lot for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, and I don't cook yeah. as much anymore. Like, I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really ever cook, but. Um, and these are problems worth maybe addressing. Yeah. Or at least, like, being mindful of. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, there's a great behavior question that the Canada Food Guide's addressing, which they didn't use to in the past. They just assumed that families were sitting down together or going to the grocery store together, yes. and they were able to achieve all these things. But because more people are either alone or in different family relationships yeah. now, like, what does food look like? And yeah. what does the enjoyment or experience of food look like? Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah. But there's there are like a bunch of gaps in the Canada Food Guide, and one yeah. of those is the assumption that you have access to all these foods. Well, that's true, true. too. Right? Like, yeah. if you live in certain communities in this country, and then it's not even necessarily the north where there yeah. is a huge problem, but, like, there are cities where you cannot purchase fresh yeah. food within six blocks of you. Yeah. That's a big problem. And I would love to see... Uh, Health Canada and Industry Mm -hmm. Canada step up in that space and say, that's a problem. We need to address that. Where there are food deserts or food scarcity, the Canada Food Guide means nothing. As much as these stamps might exist on food, people can't even access these foods. That's a good point. (sighs) Okay, we're moving on. Uh, (laughs) Got it on a downer. Um, That's the big (laughs) way. Well, no, again, it. it also, it said drink more water, and I'm really glad to see we're all not doing not that drinking, right None of us are drinking water. Um, no, we'll just advise each other to drink water. Yeah. One of our friends but, said, yeah. I'm like, have you had a glass of water? Mm, you should drink more water. You should be I drinking more water. Because, like, I, for the life of me, my body's never like, hey, man, this would be a good time to drink water. I just get a fucking headache. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I should have been drinking water for the last two days or so. You know, really yeah, 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 yeah. It's not I know. We're all just in a constant state of dehydration. Yes, yes. we are. Big time. Okay, so originally we were going to talk about the Covington Catholic High School drama, but I think everyone's a little burnt out from that story. So we're going to go into something else that's also been addressed quite a bit, but but we have Elamine here who is like Mr. Movie Man, I feel, maybe? Mr. Movie Man. That's yeah. actually my real name. Yeah, that's, I knew that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's on your government documents and everything. <laughs> we're going to talk about the... Um, uh, the Oscar noms yes. that came out on Tuesday, yes. and uh, some of the the um, shockers, but mm. some of the expected things. I think a lot of people are talking about Bradley Cooper and why he wasn't nominated for Best Director. They're talking with fury about it, but the fury greatest about it. injustice of twenty nineteen, right? Yeah. Because he led two actors, um, you know, two two Best Act- Actor Actress nominations. nominations. So, wouldn't you think? I also like it was just a really well directed film. Like it, this it was actually was just a really well directed first time directorial debut. <laughs> yeah, nails it out of the park. Yeah, um, what what does the Academy want? Oh, what I know. Does he want? They want to recognize Adam McKay for Vice. I'm like, look, Vice was not as good. Yeah. Um, the Big Short. I don't know if you saw The Big Short. I saw The Big Short. Um, so it turns out that Adam McKay, going from directing Will Ferrell movies to yes. directing like serious political movies, yes. uh, is like a somewhat dicey move. It can right. kind of work out sometimes, kind of not. Um, the fact that he got a Best Director nod, to me, is crazy. Christian Bale was great in Vice, but like, let's move on. People. Yeah, let's move on. Um, okay, what about Roma? Roma, Aaron, our producer, has talked a lot about Roma. Um, Love Roma. You can hear him saying he loved Roma because, um, for a variety of reasons, he he's putting it at the top of his list to go see. Um, so that's the t- first time I think Netflix. It's because it's it's produced it's produced by. And they actually Netflix. put it out simultaneously in Netflix and theaters. 
Oh, yeah, so you okay. can watch it at, in the comfort of oh, your wait, own it's home. It's on Netflix right now. Right okay. now. Oh, jeez. At the same time, release on the same day. Theaters and Netflix. But you know what? It's a see it in a movie theater movie. For sure. It's a see it in a movie. Theater. Having yeah, even even the fact that it's available at home yeah. for you to watch under your blanket. Don't do that. Like go. I don't know. Maybe like I'm too much of a movie snob, but I'm always like in favor. Of, like go sit in a room with strangers in the dark yes. and watch a thing. Yeah. It's just nice for you. It's just nice for your mental health. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Roma especially. Uh, what? Who were we thinking for best um, picture? I think so. I'll, I'll, um, I'll get them up here. Uh, Star is Born, Black Klansman, um, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite. Feels like there's a lot. Green Book, Roma, and Vice. I say Roma. You think Roma's going to take it? Yeah. I'm going to pick the only movie I've seen, which is Black Panther. Oh yeah, that's a good. Can you one. imagine if Black Panther wins Best Picture? I would be so preposterous. I will demand a day off. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just like an unofficial like, Black Holiday. Unofficial Black Holiday <laughs> across the nation. Day off. Yeah. What okay. was your tweet about Spider the Spider Universe thing? Oh, You're Spider- like, we riot. Yeah, into, if, oh, into the Spider Verse. If it doesn't win Best Animated Feature, we riot. The next morning, on our day off after Black Panther. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, best actress, I think, will go to Glenn Close. I haven't seen the movie yet. It's not. I hear it's incredible. But she's been nominated it. like how many times? Yeah. Like a lot. She of won time. the Golden Globe. She won the Golden Globe, yeah. but also Lady Gaga won the Golden Globe. Like there was a split. Oh. They do comedy and they do drama. Oh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was like a tie or whatever. So anyway, as who I am going with, we could put some <laughs> bets on this. I'm curious. I think it's. I think I actually think like something that people didn't love. Like, oh, people did, half of the people loved, half the others didn't. By which I mean, ha- why people loved it. Green Book would probably be like that's oh, like Oscar Green- bait. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I gotta yeah, tell right. you, have you guys seen Green Book? I have no, not seen I it. Have not seen Green Book. Uh, I still to date have no idea whether Green Book is a good movie or not. <laughs> Because when I sat down in theater to watch it, I was like, okay, give me this movie. And I have never in my lifetime, and I've seen a lot of movies, I've never in my lifetime seen a movie of such delighted people. Like, it has more laughs than you think it would have. Mm. Um, And I came up being like, I feel like that was, like, not not problematic, but also, like, these people had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Like, like a lot of fun. Like, I've never seen an audience react to a movie like that. Really? Um, okay. And I, this is not an endorsement. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have no idea if it's an endorsement or not. I, I, my mind is so clouded about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, like, trying to analyze this film as I'm watching it, and the audience is just in stitches. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah I'd, 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 I'd like to watch it for sure. Yeah. Um, do, I think the thing I'm most excited for is... To see Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga on stage singing um, mm-hmm. "Shallow," yes, I can't wait for that. And I, I, if, if Bradley doesn't do it live, I swear to God, I will be riot, rioting. I think he'll do it. Live. He'll do it live. He I has to. Um, do we know who's hosting? So far, it's a hostless Oscar. Okay. That oh, that would well. be ideal if they just, like, had, like, some random guy, like, whoever the accounting team that they always have come up with the envelope. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, like the Ernst and Young person? Yep. Just yeah, like, like, somebody from Ernst right. and Young be like, Spike Lee, come on up. And just, like, just, like cut down the show time. always takes a thousand yeah, years. Yeah, you're always yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for the they're Oscars. Like and then at, like, 1130, you're like, I would like to be asleep now. And they haven't handed out the last award. Didn't they have a no-host thing a couple years ago and it went horribly? I'm trying to think of when. Maybe I'm just thinking of Anne 
Hathaway and James Franco. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, it was a disappearing host situation. Yeah. Where just James Franco was like, I'm just not going to come out. James Franco was like, the check cleared. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> check cleared, man. Peak James like, Franco. I'm out. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it'll be all, all very exciting, and uh, we can we can recap um, after the 24th of February about uh, the winners and losers. Um, thank you guys so much for for joining me. What are you? What is your Twitter handles? Where can people uh, find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at vmochama. Um, Elamine eighty eight. E L A M I N eight eight. Perfect. We'll see you next time. Thanks. The Twenty Twenty Network is brought to you by Interact. Interact maintains one of the world's largest debit networks by supporting twenty eight million active debit cards in Canada. Thanks to their secure technology and zero liability policy, Canadians can make everyday purchases with peace of mind. Learn more at interact.ca slash fraud prevention. 